0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. This is a very special episode of the Weekend Edition here in Panama City, Florida. But first, let's say a quick thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee in Boquete, Panama. They now have 11 fully operational coffee farms, and they are 100% sold out. They are accepting reservations for farm number 12. The idea of owning a safe, diversified offshore investment is intriguing to you. Check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. We are here, a very special edition of the weekend edition here on location in Panama City, Florida, where just a couple of weeks ago Hurricane Michael tore through this community and cut a swath of devastation. We're going to do a little bit of touring of the community here on today's episode. So we are here in Panama City and you can see the forestry here. These forests were planted for us. This is a managed forest. I call them Boy Scout forests where you've got you've got a pine tree every few meters. And these pine trees are really on a regular grid. And when they fall over, they fall over like dominoes all in tandem. Or they snap halfway up the tree trunk. There's a lot of down trees here and the locals have been saying that many buildings would have been protected by trees because they would be set deep in the woods when in fact now you can actually see the buildings quite clearly because basically a lot of the trees have been knocked over or snapped in half. They also see evidence of down power lines. A lot of the power poles that support the electric lines are either leaning over or snapped in half. This was a very powerful storm. It was three miles an hour less than a category five storm. So it was considered category four and three miles an hour faster winds it would have been classified as category five. A very very dangerous storm indeed. As we're driving through here we're seeing a number of waterfront homes and just about every home has a dock in front of the property. The thing that's striking is that there are no boats to be seen anywhere and that's not because there weren't any boats here to begin with It's because they're all gone. They have no longer attached to the wharf, no longer attached to their moorings. Those boats are gone. up on someone else's property, somewhere in the woods, but they are nowhere to be seen. As we're driving east here on 98, the scenes of damage are just getting more and more severe, uh, heading east from the airport. The airport was relatively unscathed, but as you get closer to Panama City and, of course, Mexico Beach, uh, which, as I understand, is complete devastation, we're not able to make it as far as Mexico Beach, and I'm not sure I even want to, the images that we've seen are of entire neighborhoods that have been just scraped clean. All you, all that's left are the concrete slabs of the homes. There's just nothing left. The trees are gone. The homes are gone. Everything in Mexico Beach is absolutely gone. The scene here in front of me is of a building. It's a wood frame structure. The windows are gone. The exterior cladding of the building is gone, and all that's left are the wooden studs. Some of them are broken. Uh, There's a tree that has fallen, has crushed up about a third of the building. Uh, I don't know that this structure is ever going to be salvageable. It's probably going to have to be demolished and rebuilt. And it's a scene that's repeating itself all over here in Panama City. And, of course, the biggest question is once residents leave and, you know, the insurance claims are going to take months or years to get settled, will they rebuild? Will they come back? Will there be continued demand for real estate in this location? Of course, this area, the Panhandle, uh, sports some of the nicest beaches, and is absolutely a tourist destination. People from all over the southern states come and vacation here. It's a very desirable area, so I expect there will be continued demand. But, of course, the people that are impacted the most in a situation like this are those that are the weakest financially. Maybe they don't have insurance. Maybe they've lost everything. Uh, the biggest concern as well, of course, is looting, uh, we've heard lots of reports of looting. We haven't seen any ourselves, but handwritten signs or spray-painted signs, basically saying that looters will be shot, and we've heard reports of uh, of that type of activity. So that's obviously very distressing when lawlessness takes over. In a few minutes here, we're going to interview a local resident. So stay tuned for that. We'll catch up with you in a moment. I want to introduce a local resident here. He's a U.S. Marine, lives here on the beach, and witnessed firsthand what's happened both during the storm and in the aftermath. Welcome to the show, Jared.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, Jared, you were on the beach when the storm came through. The community here has obviously seen a lot of tropical storms, seen a lot of hurricanes, probably even a little bit cavalier about, oh, here's another one. This one was a little different, wasn't it?
1: It was. I think everybody was lackadaisical. Uh, we, we go through so many hurricanes um, every season that everybody just kind of hunkered down, and you know, we thought this was just going to be just another hurricane, and uh, it, it completely redefined the way everybody thinks uh, hurricanes now.
0: When we think of hurricanes, we think about wind damage, we think about water damage, raining, flooding, storm surge. What was the biggest factor here?
1: Uh, A lot of it was wind. Uh, We didn't have uh, terrible uh, flooding or storm surge, uh, but everything uh, above a certain height in town is just completely uh, sheared off. I mean, wind just destroyed everything. Even places away from water were just wrecked. So
0: in the aftermath of the storm, obviously there's been a lot of devastation. I've heard that, for example, the Tyndall Air Force Base was also destroyed. So even something that's a military establishment designed to deal with incoming items uh, was kind of sheared off at the knees. Uh, What's going to happen to the base now?
1: Right now, from what I've heard, uh, my friend is an Air Force pilot. They've requisitioned the Strip. To fly supplies in for relief aid, Um, but as far as the future of the air force base, what I've heard is the F twenty two squadron has been split and divvied up to other states, and that uh, going going into the future, there there may not be an air force base there.
0: Obviously, that's going to have an impact to the community in terms of any rebuilding effort, because if there's no longer a base there, then that whole economic driver just disappears. Talk to me a little bit about the makeup of the community here. What are some of the main economic drivers? Obviously, you know there is the military, but there's a whole lot more as well.
1: Uh, our biggest, our biggest industry is tourism. Everybody comes here to escape and, and to enjoy the beaches, and so all of these businesses and bars and condominiums and all that kind of stuff—that's where our main income uh, comes from. But uh, you know, a lot of these places are gone now. So uh, most of the damage uh, was in town. Panama City Beach fared pretty well our big attraction pier park which is which is our, our huge like outlet area uh it fared pretty well but as far as in town's concerned uh, you know we, we we no longer have hospitals uh, uh most of the banks are gone and just any any downtown businesses they're just picking up pieces now
0: when you see images of let's say tornado damage you know you're talking about a few hundred yards here we're talking about a storm the eye of the storm as i understand it was 80 miles 100 miles that's hard to fathom something of that power of that size is that right
1: that's correct and i've seen a lot of hurricanes in my life uh, especially living here for 20 years uh, and i've never seen anything quite like this uh, the best way to to describe it is a, is a is a tornado that was that was from panama city beach to mexico beach and just took out everything in its path it's uh, it's a sight it's a sight to be seen
0: you're just coming back into town and you plan to pick up your chainsaw and do a bunch of relief work you know whenever there's a storm there's often a lot of folks that come out to be opportunistic take advantage of the situation uh, maybe earn a couple of extra bucks what's the plan from your point of view
1: well, you know, it, you know from a from an entrepreneur's standpoint, uh obviously when there's work to be done like there is here, you know, it would it would make sense to go in here and uh do the best you can to make some money. But, you know, a lot of these people lost everything. Uh their homes are gone and they may not even have cash on them. Uh they who knows if their ATM cards will work or anything like that. I just want to come here and uh, I got a chainsaw, a perfectly good set of hands and I'm just going to go and start cutting stuff up for free and and, uh, helping people because I I don't believe it's right to charge people who lost everything uh, any more than what they've already lost. They paid their price.
0: I love that. I love that. And uh, you've uh, enlisted some of your friends to come and help as well?
1: Absolutely. I've got a good group of friends, uh, all prior military, and uh, we're all just going to fire up our chainsaws and walk into town and do anything we can. You know, sun up to sundown. And there's a curfew present, so we'll we'll work till uh, we got to go back home. But um, I look forward to to going and being able to offer my services to anybody who needs it.
0: That's awesome. When we've seen other communities ravaged by by hurricane, I think, for example, Puerto Rico. Think of Saint Thomas, uh, the BVIs. It's taken a long, long time for people to even be willing to venture, come back, and to visit those locations. What would you say to folks who might have otherwise come down to Panama City?
1: I think it's going to take some time uh, as far as downtown is concerned for any of those attractions, for, for any type of normalcy to return there. But I think the beaches will be, will be up and running uh, business as usual uh, relatively quickly. Uh, like I said, they weren't, they weren't very much damaged, and, and that's the main attraction anyway. So I think that uh, anybody looking to come down and vacation in the beach uh, I, I would not consider this uh, a means to change plans.
0: Well, Jared, thank you for your service, and good luck this week with, uh, with all the work that you've got ahead of you. And I know there's a ton of damage to be repaired here, a lot of downed trees on people's houses. So best of luck, and uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. Wow, the impact of Hurricane Michael is going to be felt in this area for many, many years to come. Many people's lives were changed forever in those few short hours of the hurricane. I'm heartened by the sense of community as much as I'm dismayed by the people who've chosen to exploit the situation for their own personal gain. There's numerous GoFundMe pages that have been set up to help with the relief efforts, and I encourage you to find a relief effort that captures your heart and you find worthy. So please give generously. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.